0: My name is Rashawn Hopte, and I am the Program Officer for Economic Empowerment at Switchboard, a one-stop hub for refugee refugee resettlement um, agencies. Um, So today I am talking to Kareem DeHavey from Together U.S., located in the great state of Ohio, Um, and we are going to talk about an amazing program that they have. Um, It's called the Women's Economic Empowerment Program. So welcome, Kareen. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, can you tell Thank us a little you. bit about your
1: organization? Thank you so much for having me today. Of course, Us Together is refugee uh, resettlement agency. And we're not just refugee resettlement, but we are integration uh, agency too. We work with our families to have them integrate in the system and excel in the community. So Us Together started the 20 some years ago in Columbus and uh, we have an office in Cleveland and uh, we've been in Toledo since 2013.
0: So you guys have an office in columbus and in toledo what kind of work do you guys do so you guys resettle as well right
1: yes uh us together was started actually by two refugee women one from ukraine and one from russia so they are wonderful ladies but we have also office in cleveland but what we do is we work with refugees um since day one they come to united states we meet them at the airport we're bringing them uh to their homes and we provide all the core services that it's required by the government to provide within one month. Beyond that, we, of course, uh, we work toward self-sufficiency integration programs, we have employment programs, we have ESL, we have um, a matching grant, all those. And we have community ethnic program after the you know, uh, uh, three months period we enroll them so we can continue uh, with them. We have preferred community, and of course, we have women uh, uh, population here, and I am big on women empowerment, uh, so I, this is one of my baby programs here at Us Together to lead the office. I'm not going to speak on behalf of the other offices, uh, so that's that's what we have. We work with them uh, on a daily basis. We have groups. We have meetings. Um, name it. What what
0: what. Where was the need for a women's economic empowerment? Where did that need come from, or why did you? Who saw the need that?
1: I did in our office here in Toledo. I did because uh, all of them are dependents. Uh, they don't take uh, even they have big brain on their soul, you know head. So um, I noticed like you know every single uh, details, every th- single thing they wanted to buy, they have to go to the man and get their request and get their approval, whatever. So I figured I should do something because, you know, they are smart, they are capable. And when they sit, when we sit in the groups, they have ideas. They have good ideas. And I thought I want to put it to use, you know, for them.
0: Was it a hard sell or was it hard to sell this idea to them of or you know, did you need to go through a gatekeeper? Did you need to convince one person to convince the others or?
1: You know what? Yes and no. It was it wasn't hard because how I started with them. It's not like I pushed them to job education. I created a program, fun program, going outing in the community, a field trip at the same time do education for them. So I introduced them to a president of uh, state university here in our area. So they saw this as president as she's capable of being president, you are too, you know, you can go and pursue your education. So that's how I did it. They had so much fun, but they've seen other in action, other women, you know, and it's okay. Even the president of that university talked about struggle as she grew up in a single family, her mom and herself and she said i did it you can do it you know so that's how uh, how we did it and then of course i noticed while i was doing my groups with women there is a woman in there she looked like she's a leader to the group whatever she does they want to do the same if she doesn't agree they don't agree so i don't know why they were doing that with her but i took an advantage of that one so i reached out to that person and i made her the group leader for many things and we did even the mental health wellness And I made her the leader to do that one. So we had great success for that program because she, I don't know why, but, you know, if she agrees, then they have to agree all of them for some reason. What kind of changes
0: did you see in them once they were enrolled in the program and attending regularly? It was,
1: it was really, I was so pleased because I heard comments, oh, they are having Mm -hmm. fun. They are going on field trip. They are. And I said, that's fine. I knew, I'm i not a class person to sit and listen to somebody, you know, lecturing me. Let them see it, you know. And uh, I said, if I get one person um, success, you know, after this group, I'm happy. And actually, we got more because what we seen the changes, we had people seeking more employment when they were refusing at first to work. And uh, uh, one person even went back to college and she's studying childhood, early childhood education right now. And uh, we have other people we're working with preparing them to go to college at this time. And uh, the person who's uh, who's in a, probably she's getting close to graduation right now. And the person we had, I'm telling you, I'm going to tell you this because this person gave us a hard time in not in many ways, but. She doesn't want to work. She doesn't want to do this. She wants this. She wants that. You know, I can't do. I have to be at home. And yesterday, I talked to the husband and he, you know, uh, about something. And I said, uh, if you can help the other family who's coming because they are, you know, related. And he said, I don't have time. I'm working all day. And my wife is working all day. I said, what? (laughs) I know she's working. She was working full time, but now she's working. uh, She was working part time, but now she's full time. And I thought, oh, my gosh, this is really big.
0: <laughs> what what kind of reaction have you gotten from the family members?
1: Uh, the and family were, we're like- very happy, actually, with the program. They were very happy. They keep asking me every summer, you know, are you going to do it again? Are you going to do it again? So they had really nice time, and uh, we had guest speakers, uh, coming uh, to do things with them like you know, how to start business from home. We had the Chamber of Commerce actually at one time, like four or five peoples from there, and we did it virtually because we were in the middle of pandemic. So, but they taught, the, uh, they answered a lot of questions. They gave them uh, instruction how to apply for license if they want to cook, for example, and sell the food, what they need to do. It was really, I mean, they were very receptive, the women and they had a lot of questions and they are interested in uh, working actually also from home.
0: Well, aside from taking them out into the community and letting them become a part of the community, what was um what type of things did you um, the education part of it or the class the education part of it,
1: the education part and the purpose i want them to make decision on their own and i want them to be exposed what's available in the community and how to reach out and how to access those uh whatever available jobs anything even recreational activities for them for their kids i want them to be independent and know their way what's available in the community just in case and i telling them god forbid if the husband something happens to the husband you need to stand on your feet you need to know how to get job you need to know how to survive basically and what's available for them
0: can you can you um walk us through how you were able to get the program started from the idea that this is something that we really need to implementation to where you are now with success stories.
1: Yeah, I shared it with, uh, I shared my ideas with nice volunteers and one of them, she was very much interested and she's from Catholic Church so she took the idea and the project to the catholic church and they were so excited they wanted to do something for the women so they funded the program that summer so they paid for all our activities for uh everything we needed to do uh we asked the ladies to provide their lunch because you know they have dietary restrictions religious so we're not going to deal with food so we told them to pack their lunch for the kids and uh we went four days a week And then we accessed like yoga, we accessed those uh, to help the self, the inner self to like, you know, uh, to be strong mentally and physically and to relax and mental willingness was uh, the biggest issue we had to deal with. And then when they start knowing how to deal with the stress, how to deal with things, it helped them focus more because uh, at a time they are out of focus, they didn't even know how to relax. They get nervous, they get, you know, symptoms of panicking, you know, it's a cultural shock, first of all, and trauma they've been through. So we had to deal with all areas to prepare them, you know, for the workforce. Yeah. It's a holistic approach,
0: okay? Yeah. So, so now you are an ORR ECBO, um, Ethnic Based Community Organization grantee. Um, how yes. did that come to be?
1: Uh, this is actually great because we had a vision for our program and uh, uh, we applied for it. We got it and we've done a great job in all areas. We applied for like child children mentorship, uh, parenting classes, uh, mental wellness and mental health, you know. I mean, it was really great and it's still a great program for us. And it's providing through that program, we're providing a lot of services for our popular clients. And women population is one of the groups.
0: <laughs> so, have you guys um, been receiving new clients for the program since evacuations, the Afghan evacuations? Have you guys been seeing new clients or?
1: For, uh, you mean for the community ethnic? Mm-hmm. Now it's, now we're starting to close the cases in the APA and RMP and stuff. Now it's time to enroll them in the community ethnic program. Yeah, now it is. But uh, in the past uh, uh, three months, no, we didn't have any of the APAs or, you know, because RMP, uh, we got restarted with this program. It stopped for four years. Actually, we didn't have it. So now back in business in the r and and now the two families we had that didn't have the 90 days yet over. So now we're going to close them s- shortly. So we're going to enroll them. But now we are getting more Syrian people coming. Yeah, we had you know, family yesterday came, and then we have two families in the next two weeks. So those after three months, they're going to be in the program also.
0: So have you uh, tell me about the community support?
1: The community support, it was great Uh, when we started the women program. Like I said, uh, the Catholic Church is, um, they paid for it. You know, they paid, I think it costed uh, that summer about $4,000. And uh, it was uh, paid by the church, the community in general, very supportive in our area here. And uh, I found out they are supportive the minute I mentioned something about women you know, they become uh, highly supportive too. So that that was great because a lot of places they give us discount to enter and many places they give us free, you know, entry because some places we have to pay for entry, you know. Yeah, for the program. So the community is very supportive. That's amazing. It's great to hear.
0: So you guys also are able to include, uh, I know mothers sometimes have a hard time separating from their children, especially in the summer when the children are home. How are you guys able to incorporate the children? Because I heard you talking about, you know, um, chi- children programs. How are you able to incorporate children into into the fold and to be involved as well?
1: Yeah, we included uh, children from day one, actually, in our program. Because we know uh, the men, most men are working and they don't have a place to live. Uh, we don't want them either to pay, you know, for babysitting. So and then we don't want any excuse. I can't come because of the kids. So from day one, when we planned the women program, we planned the children program along with the mothers. So those field trips, we included the kids with them. So of course we had volunteers helping us out and the mom were watching the kids. So we had uh, uh, writing programs. We had art program for the kids while the mom are doing this. Uh, We uh, collaborated with uh, had collaboration with Toledo Museum of Art. So twice a week during that week, we take the kids, and they go, and they do whatever painting, they do whatever artwork, the museum, you know, even the museum provided a couple times uh, meals for the kids, so it was, uh, it was great, and uh, this is the only way you can get the mother attention when you pay attention to the kids, honestly, and include in them.
0: How, um, do, you, so you guys were able to build a community? Yes. women. Each cohort builds a community. Yes.
1: And you know what? When we did the children program, we had a reading competition here. We Even the University of Toledo worked with us. They uh, donated books, and we gave it to the kids, and we did a reading competition, like Read and Reflect What You Read on a Paint drawing so we had and we gave a prizes you know for the kids for and we had a judge judging their work you know and you just you should have seen them the day of you know, uh, prize day, like they're going to be judged. They dressed up or, you know, standing with, uh, you know, close to their paint, explaining what they did. It was really nice. So, I mean, the whole community in different areas, uh, even dentists, even they donated like hygiene supplies and they taught the kids about, you know, uh, how to keep your mouth clean, whatever. So, like I said, we had guest speakers for the kids and for the mom. We had nutritionists coming. Even we had a psychologist coming doing tap therapy. You know, she said even the kids can attend this. So,
0: how do you get ideas for, for for these programs that you you're doing? How do you
1: I don't know. I am a kind of a little bit person who who likes activities and ideas. And I was uh, at one time in Point Missionary President at my church. And that program was very boring. So I had to came up with I came up with a lot of things and I got the whole church involved. So I like to do this. So they were basically all of them my ideas. Of course, sometimes suggested from volunteers, let's do this. The reading program, I don't want to take a credit for it because it was suggested by our staff person who teaches at the University of Toledo. And he said, let's do this program for the kids. And he contacted the university and he got the books from them.
0: Can you share some success stories from uh, individuals that have completed the program?
1: Yes, uh, I mentioned them uh, during my talk now, but one of them now is working full time. She's a graphic, she had two years in Syria graphic design. But uh, she didn't pursue her career, you know. I mean, she didn't go back to college to finish it. But at least now she's the one who didn't want to work. She didn't want to do anything. I mean, but now she's working full time. This is really great thing. And uh, we had people working in the daycare now, about two ladies working in the daycare. So that's a great success. And the biggest success we have is this person who went back to school. She had two years, something education in Syria. And now she's back to school for early childhood and she's getting close to graduation. And she said what she said, when she graduates, she's gonna work and her husband is gonna, now he's working, he's gonna go back to college and finish his degree. So that's uh, that's a great success. And we have a couple uh, people now as a program, because we have an education program here, ESL, an education period, like we educate in any topic, parenting skills, whatever. We have the, teacher, uh, the professor who works at UT, he's working with us here, and he said he's going to help a couple more ladies of our clients prepare for college.
0: How can other programs do something similar?
1: It's easy. They need to have the goal. They need to have, uh, 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 I don't know the energy. And of course they need to believe in the people they are working with. So anything, when you believe in it, you can have it, you can do it and you need to have time.
0: How has working uh, with this population uh, impacted you and how has it changed your perspective?
1: Uh, you know what, uh, let me tell you, it changed my perspective. Um, I am Syrian, one of all uh, uh, Syria prior to war the literacy rate is, it was like 90%. And the president at that time wants to make it like 100%. We got hit with the war and uh, people were dropped out of school. There was delay in everything for them. Uh, It bothers me uh, when I met and the majority of the women at that time, they were Syrian ladies and they told me, oh, the first thing, why you're not working? Why do you don't want to work? Because we're Syrian. And I said, what do you mean you're Syrian? I'm Syrian. I've been working since I was 16 years old. What do you mean? and i had to name a few people in syria ladies they have big positions like the vice president of syria like you know the uh, the pilot uh, everybody knows her you know the judge the people in school uh, we have a lot of medical students in syria or medical doctors and it gives me like you know oh okay don't uh, this is the perspective i had no clue i was dealing with this certain population that maybe religion was a factor for them you know and it's not like the people i worked with from the cities of syria no they were from areas like you know bedouins suburbs so i mean it it opened my eye honestly of something i didn't even know it existed there so that's the perspective and then you know and then i by talking to them everybody's smart you can't underestimate any person. And I keep telling everybody, all of you smart and don't say I don't know, you know.
0: So what would you say to a refugee service provider who has a client who, like you said, you know, does not want to work, does not think they have any marketable skills, um, and it's just it's just kind of difficult to get them out there. What would you say to encourage what would you how would you encourage how do you encourage those types of clients that
1: I would say to start on a personal level, talking to them first, you know, and then I kept telling, that's how I did. They kept telling me, I don't know, how can I work? I haven't done any work before. Okay, you have kids, you know how to raise kids, so you can babysit, you know, you cook, don't you cook for your family? Yeah, okay, you can cook and sell the food. You know, this is how I started with them. I started to bring up the skills they have and they don't know about it, you know, so, this is how I got their attention. And then, when I start doing live fun activities, I start having them. I was sneaking like guest speakers, a little bit here and there activities. So, when they start to feel comfortable, first, you know, maybe they weren't feeling comfortable or they didn't trust themselves. So, when they start feeling comfortable, they were open, asking questions, and probably they got to the point themselves like, we can do it, you know, we can do it. And now the American culture, which is, they've seen everybody, they go, women in charge of, even we had a guy here, he's so funny. I mean, everybody loved him, he used to work here. And uh, some guys, they came because they have an issue with women leaders, they have this, and he said, you know what, because it was running, it was a race between uh, Trump and uh, Hillary. He said, you know what, we might have a woman in the president, you need to get used to their orders. And everybody was laughing. And he said, we're going to have maybe woman president. And he said, this is, you know, he said, woman. And he was explaining to them. So the woman now, I think they feel, okay, yeah, we can do it. We have, look, you know, maybe president, look, Corinne is the director of this. Look at that. one. We can do it. Why not? But it takes a while. It takes uh, work, but you have to approach it slowly and easily, you know, with them.
0: I wanted to touch on something you said earlier, um, because this is something when I work with clients that I saw often is, um, you know, some people would say, especially individuals with low literacy skills, um, they would say, I don't have any skills. And I'm like, you're 35 years old, you've lived this long, you have a lot of skills. So there's a lot of things that you can do because you've survived and you, you know, were able to make it to another country, that's also yes. survival as well. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you instill confidence in, in, in the women that you work with that, uh, you know, look how far you've made it? How 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 do you? They oh, so have, it, it, uh, see. Every,
1: I, everybody has a skill they don't know about. If, you know, I mean, if they talk too much, that's a skill in a way. <laughs> You know, know, they can uh, reach out to something. They can work in a place where probably they don't need uh, so much writing and reading, you know. Uh, But uh, I, like I said, when I did the women group, I met with them uh, uh, first as a group and then each person. And I was telling one of them and I said, I'm proud of you because I know you're eager to work. You're eager to go back to school and finish whatever high school. And I said, you have the ability, you have the brain. And I keep telling all the clients, you have a brain. You need to work it. If you don't work the brain, it's going to die. I mean, die living. You're going to be moving bodies. You know, that's it. But uh, you're raising families. You're giving your family advice. Uh, it's a good advice. in many times. And you have to believe in yourself. And I've done that a lot. And actually I've noticed a lot of skills with the woman. So I had probably because I am not from the family, I noticed what they have when I presented to them. I probably, some of them were shocked. Like, you know, we can, yeah, you can. You know, and you have this. And I had to create basic resumes for them, like babysitting, cooking, something, you know, uh, taking care of elderly person. You know, so this is uh, to put it on their resume. And I used being in the ESL class is one of the education, too, you know, for them. So that's how we approached it. Uh, That's how I dealt with them.
0: Were they shocked when they saw that the things that they do every day are marketable?
1: Yeah you know, they take it for granted. It's part of mom's uh, job. It's part, it's like, you know, they don't know it takes a skill to be mom too. Not everybody can be a mom, you know, uh, proper. So they have kids that are handling management, you know, when you have more than one kid and you're handling all of them, that's a management skill, you know. So, I mean, they take it for granted, but they should be, they should know this is, Something everybody should look at it like you know you have kids you're dealing with temper you're dealing with different personality I mean that's uh that's a skill <laughs> well,
0: this is this is this is great this is great <laughs> um anything that question in mind oh, so what 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 do you see in the future where would you like to take the program
1: I like to have a big program. I like for every woman to walk in our organization, uh, immediately thinking you know, I'm part of this program. I wanna be big, I wanna be a woman, uh, I wanna contribute to the community, uh, I wanna be a productive uh, citizen. Uh, this is, and if I have to add more areas to help them improve, that's what I wanted to do.
0: Are there other areas that you're thinking about or that you see a need that, you need to, that you're need that you considering? Uh,
1: probably training. I would like to do some kind of training. I'd like them to leave the program with something in their hands, like certificate, uh, rec- uh, certified something, you know, uh, of this program. So it's not like just uh, we're self-building. We're encouraging them to work. And we were successful in having them work, but I wanted something for them to hold in their hands and it's going to help them somewhere else not just you know here or outside the agency like anywhere they go they can use it so that's my uh, my long-term goal for this program and
0: how many how many years have you been doing this program now uh i think it was
1: four years now okay. five years yeah.
0: yeah yeah so you still have a lot of building to do
1: Yes, because, you know, the pandemic. pandemic, the pandemic and uh, quarantine and everything delayed everything. We tried to do one in the middle of pandemic, actually, because, you know, at the park and it was very hard. We could not even I could not give even get more uh, volunteers. They were too scared, you know, the issues prior to the uh, you know vaccine so the program was on hold uh heavy activity on hold but we did a little bit of whatever everything like you know i did virtual with them on zoom but it's not like you know when you have them in person and um, yeah that
0: sounds amazing i am interested too so how can people follow your program or know what you guys are doing is there is there a website that we can visit or do you guys post updates uh, on the website
1: um, I don't know about us uh, Columbus and Cleveland what they po- what they have honestly uh, about this program in specific we only posted when we posted when we were in the middle of the activities I was posting uh like you know pictures whatever you know the places we went to and then of course thanking our guest speakers uh, who came you know but uh, even our national organization Hyas, uh one of them is on my instagram and i was posting so much and he said i'm curious he called me i'm curious Where, what are you doing and i said this is what i'm doing he said i want to cover the story you know uh for the media and i said you have two days left we're going to be done <laughs> and he sent somebody quickly they took pictures of our activities. Of course, we got covered by the uh, our local paper here and the National Catholic Church, whatever, they covered it too. I mean, it was all over the news. What What is your website
0: and what is your Instagram? Uh,
1: the website is www.ustogether.us. That's in general for the three, uh, you know, that's our website. We have a Facebook page, Us Together Toledo and the instagram us to toledo but i was posting on my personal instagram when he saw the pictures and he reached out <laughs>
0: yeah thank you for talking to us today kareen thank uh, you so much i learned so much about your program and i am excited to continue watching it to see how it grows um, Programs like these are so necessary, and yes. i love to hear the success stories of programs like this.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you. That's Have a wonderful cool. day. You too. Bye-bye.